You're listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. We're your hosts. I'm Luna. And I'm Shannon. We're both clinical psychotherapists who trained together at Johns Hopkins. Now we are both in private practice in Tampa, Florida, and in Baltimore, Maryland. We also both happen to have a love for tarot. Each episode, we work to demystify the tarot and explore its connections to mental and emotional health. While this podcast may feel therapeutic, it is not meant to take the place of psychotherapy. Join us while we pull cards to better understand ourselves and those around us. Hey, Luna. Hey, Shannon. So we have a kind of interesting episode today. <laughs> we're going <be laughs> to be talking about a not-so-hot-girl summer, <laughs> which... I don't know. I kind of feel like empowered even saying not so hot girl summer, but that's just my own thing. We're going to get into that. (laughs) Oh, cool. Good. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, totally like different episode than last week. I know it probably seems like it's kind of like the stark contrast because last week, yeah, yeah, it was this really heavy episode on grief. Um, But I think if you've been listening to us, you, you know that even if we have a even if one of our episodes have kind of this like silly title, the chances of us being surface level are like <laughs> impossible. <laughs> to none, right? It's yeah, just like we're never gonna happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we're we're obviously gonna just like unwrap the hell out of this concept of like hot girl summer, not hot girl summer. But I'm just um, gonna jump in right there and say yeah. I hadn't even thought about it until you just said it. But this idea of it's different than last week, because last week we talked about grief and we told um we had a listener write in um who talked about losing her husband. And Hot Girl Summer is the opposite of that because last week right. was really all about the concept of attachment and developing deep and long lasting relationships. And isn't that the opposite of Hot Girl Summer? I mean, I guess we're going to kind of talk about that today because I'm not sure I even know what hot girl summer is or what a not hot girl summer is. I think it's all of the above. But I like that you, I like that you mentioned last week too, because before we even hop into this episode on what hot girl summer is or what it's not, um, I think that we both want to express some gratitude. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that we've done it in our newsletter and on Instagram, but, you know, we've had several people just like email us and, you know, share how great this podcast has been and, and continue to encourage us to use this platform. And it's really been overwhelming. I mean, so I was, t- I was telling Luna like right before we hopped on, I'm, I'm like in line at Starbucks this morning and ordering my cold brew as I do. <laughs> and I open up our email and there's these back-to-back messages, like paragraphs from you all just like, sharing so vulnerably what you've gotten out of this podcast. And like, for us, it's literally so overwhelming and cool to know that people are getting something out of what we're talking about. And the listener who wrote into us about grief said something so cool and legit made me cry. So she, and I'll, I'll read to you, I'll pull up what she said. She goes, You know, in your intro, you say that you are, quote, demystifying tarot, but the reality for me and possibly others is that you are actually demystifying therapy, which is something, right, which is something that I now feel more confident and able to pursue slash consider for myself. This makes me so happy. Right? So happy because, you know, like the thing is, I forget that sometimes, but like there's really talented, amazing therapists out there and also not so much. 
you know, like there are some like, let's say it bad therapists out Uh there. And I mean, like, it's a weird field. We go to school and we go through this intensive training and we get sort of, we have to take these tests and like go through licensure and like get fingerprinted and all of that. But then once you're out there, you're kind of on your own in a lot of ways. And there are a lot of people who are sloppy or not particularly skilled. And I think a lot of people have had an experience of having gone to a not so skilled therapist or potentially Mm -hmm. even a bad therapist and it taints the water. And I think that that's also true in tarot, you know, like I think that there are some amazing and gifted tarot readers um, and teachers and also some people who are not so good. So I love that we can potentially hopefully um, be good in both of those areas for people. Yeah, I love that you said that. And I I think that this is in a future episode talking mm-hmm. about maybe even how to find a therapist and pulling cards on totally that. I think that would be that. super fun. Yes. And I love that you mentioned that, yeah, you know, unfortunately, there are some not so great therapists out there. And that's the truth. Just like there are some not so great tarot readers out there. And I think it's really important to make sure that you find the right fit and don't give up even if you have a not so great experience with a therapist. And I just want people to know that we are just so incredibly grateful and feel so privileged to be able to demystify therapy in tarot at the same time on like this little podcast stage. And I know that we'll like never take it for granted. No, it's, it's an amazing gift and it's made both of our worlds, I think a lot bigger and that's so nice. Yeah. And really just so much more like meaningful and full of like inspiration and creativity. So I, I, I'll share that too. Those of you who are getting something out of this podcast on a personal level, I want you all to know that you are also giving us so yes. much as well. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Luna and I are constantly like we're both saying, oh, this is what I needed or this is what was like missing and this feels so good. So thank you all so much for giving to us just as much as we give to you. It's so funny. I just realized that as I listen to podcasts through the years, I've heard people do things like this. I'm like, I wonder what that's like. Now I, you know, now <laughs> right? I know it's great. It's really like, it truly is lovely. It is, um, yeah. it's so every like on Instagram, every comment, every email is like, it just feels like a million bucks. It really does. And so like unexpected, like yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we had no idea. We were just like, you know what? We love talking to each other and we love being nerdy. So, and we have some cool shit to say every once in a while, you know what, what the hell? Everyone's got a podcast. Like, let's just start one. And so, <laughs> so we did. So yeah. And so today we're going to talk about this concept of a not so hot girl summer. Luna, what does it even mean? It's so funny because like <laughs> it just occurred to me that like in some ways our podcast feels like hot therapist podcast. Like it feels yeah. good, right? <laughs> um, so like we can rejoice in that. The first time I heard the phrase hot girl summer was actually from a client um, who is just this amazing person uh, who's a young woman. And she just used the term. I thought that it was just like something clever she and her friends had come up with. But as soon as I heard it, it struck me. I was like, whoa, I know exactly (laughs) what that means, but I can't quite explain it. But all there was a whole bunch of feelings for me about wanting to have a hot girl summer or like, I don't really want it right now. But I remember being a younger woman 
and sort of having that desire for the hot girl summer. Like I want to look super cute in my shorts and I want to like be breezy and I want to have adventures and I want to have like all of these, like these sexual encounters that are fun and flirty and just like, just so freeing. And I want to be beautiful and have this incredible aesthetic and feel light and airy. And it's like, it's a vibe. And I know that it's such a, it's so enticing and also elusive. Oh, yeah. And also elusive is one of my favorite words. Oh. So I'm super happy that you just used it. <laughs> I never say it. It must have been because I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just like you got the transmission. <laughs> That's so yeah, seriously. I mean, so I also I, I had to Google it. Like, because <laughs> I've I'd heard <laughs> Because I'm in my 30s now and I'm not like hip. I don't I'm, I don't know like what's going on in the pop culture world, but I you know of course had heard that phrase too, and so so embarrassingly googled it and <laughs> apparently it was coined by the rapper artist Megan V Stallion and her fans. Um, and then apparently Megan V Stallion and Nicki Minaj collaborated on the song that they coined hot girl summer so and then according to tiktok because i am on tiktok so (laughs) according to tiktok a hot girl summer it basically describes luna what you're saying i think another component too that people are owning in this phrase though is that it really just means like you know of course ton of fun partying uh, living their best life, but also the sense of confidence yes um which you know sounds great yes yes it's a lot of that Yeah, I think we're probably going to psychoanalyze all of that a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe even unwrap some of, at least that's where I'm going to go at some point, maybe the not so positive aspects of it. But um, so Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj, um, if you ever hear this podcast, please don't come for us. (laughs) You're great. (laughs) We're just being nerdy therapists. (laughs) Well, we're just looking at it from a different angle. Um, Yeah. You know, like, because I, oh, that confidence piece is so true. I Mm -hmm. think that where it becomes um because I'm not bashing the concept of hot girl summer right you know like I think it's um it's a cool energy to embrace but I think that it becomes a problematic energy very quickly Mm -hmm. because of that confidence thing because if you don't have that level of confidence like it's sort of a do we use hot girl summer to fake it till we make it Mm -hmm. or is it more of an experience of I'm a not so hot girl summer or like I, I don't know how to do that and so like ergo I don't have confidence and now I feel like a loser and if it's sort of like the only way how do I want to say that like it feels like the idea is you should inherently have this confidence but if you don't have the confidence you'll never get it Oh, yeah. And then that leads into the way society tells us to be. So like, so I I personally have this like weird relationship with the concept of like hot girl summer. I think, you know, kind of how we're talking about it right now, I tend to take it quite literally too, Um, even though it's not necessarily meant to be taken super literal. Um, So, you know, I've struggled with an endocrine disorder basically like my whole life. So I've had body image issues, you know, and I think I've maybe fit into like society's idea of like hot girl, maybe like (laughs) 
for two months this summer, I was like 18. (laughs) So (laughs) there's totally this level of like personal disconnection for me and maybe even like, I don't know, jealousy, which, you know, I hadn't even thought about that, that phrase or that concept of jealousy while we were, we just kind of you know, when we have our little like phone conversations about what do we want to talk about? We threw in like shame and insecurity, but like, damn, yeah, jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this other component that as a therapist really irritates me. And that's this idea that society expects us to, or encourages us to fit into that like hot girl summer role. And then when we do, when we do exactly what you're saying, they're like, oh no, never mind. You're being to this or to that. And we don't like it. And, um, we're going to shame you for it. So it's really a confusing place to be. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then on top of all that, you know, as a gender and sexuality like therapist, there's the gendered bullshit that exists within it. You know, Mm -hmm. we were talking Mm -hmm. the other day, like we don't have a hot boy summer or just a hot human summer. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Why does it have to be a hot girl summer? Um, (laughs) Like the only (laughs) word in this phrase, which isn't problematic is summer. Right? Yes. Like, and I think that's the type of stuff that perpetuates our unhealthy relationships, even just with our gender or fuels this sense of shame. If the way that we experience our gender doesn't align with the way society wants us to experience mm-hmm. our gender. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. So I want to go to this, like, but while we were talking, we were like, let's just kind of see if we like have a card in mind and like open the episode, even though we are well into the episode at this point. <laughs> This idea of let's open the episode with like a card that we think represents this. And I think I want to talk about my card right now because it, it, I had an idea from it. Um, The card I pulled that represents hot girl summer to me. And actually I will admit it was a little hard. I was like, I don't see a card that like really jumps out at me to me. It's queen of wands. And I think it's because I'm jealous of queen of wands. Like I want to be queen of wands so much. Like, so like the card itself is about jealousy. The card itself is about sort of like wishing I were more like something like she's so cool. She's got her sunflower and she's got her like her awesome black cat. And she's like totally, she's totally confident. But I kind of want to point out that this is the card that I pulled, but she's a queen. And you know what? I do not expect a 22 year old to have queen energy. Right. And I think that that's where it runs into a problem right away is this sort of um, total confidence and empowerment at, at a young age. Like I don't feel any pressure to have a hot girl summer because like, I'm not in that stage of my life. And so like, I don't feel it, but to sort of feel this duality of I'm supposed to like be the master of all of these things at such a young age, like, that's a pretty big ask. Yeah, it's pretty overwhelming. Yeah. And then sets us up for a sense of shame and insecurity and confusion when we try to embrace that queen energy and then we're told, what the hell are you doing? That's wrong or that's bad. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that there are a lot of very weird mixed messages about like, how are you supposed to do this? And like, what some people applaud, some people boo. And right. like, eh, eh, I don't know what to do with my hands here. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Which that makes me think of, yeah, we're 
we're people pleasing. That's yes. not okay. We need to just do what we want and do what feels good to us. But then again, that goes back to, well, when we, then when we do do what feels good to us, we're still like probably in the wrong in some way to someone. <laughs> and now we're into um, setting boundaries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> back to boundaries. Back to boundaries as always. Can I ask what card you pulled for your initial? What did you think of? So I didn't, and I'm going to do it now. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't pull a card. People are, like, really getting a, a <laughs> this is an interesting episode. A genuine look. Totally, yeah, to be totally transparent, Luna and I were just like, yeah, we're just going to hop in today. Like, let's just see what happens. And we are definitely hopping in. So I'm just going to shuffle and pull a card. Do it. interesting always interesting five of cups oh (laughs) this makes sense though this totally makes sense Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if we look at five of cups it's I mean, a sense of dis- disappointment, right? Is Absolutely. that disappointment in ourselves? Is that disappointment in society? Is that disappointment in these expectations that are set for us? Disappointment in our own expectations that we set for ourselves that maybe we're not living up to? Um, oh, yeah, there's there's a lot here. And I mean, so I pulled it upright, but even the reverse of Five of Cups, I think, could be applicable here. And that's like for, forgiving ourselves for not living up to certain expectations and maybe even reevaluating the expectations we have for ourselves and, and showing some compassion and, um, you know, grabbing the cups that I'm using the field tarot. And so the image is, you know, this woman and she, these five cups are behind her and, and two of them are, are tipped over. And um, I'm thinking, okay, well, let's tap into the cups that are still standing. Always. Like, yeah. you know, what's left? There's, yeah, there's three of them there. Like, let's grab those and see what we can build on. Because I think the cups that are tipped over represent like these ideas and these experiences and these expectations that we, that no longer serve us. That's the stuff we're just like getting rid of or leaving, like leave them tipped over. Um, let's walk away with our, our three cups and figure out um, what we want to put in them. You know, I think of this actually the more I did pull this card as like a potential. And the more we're talking about, the more I'm like, yeah, this this is the thing that bothers me about not so hot girl summer or hot girl summer is that um, if when I'm talking to therapy clients, a lot of times I'll ask the question, like, well, what would be enough? Like, what yeah. would count? For some reason, that's a line that works a lot is like, what would count? And I think it's really cool to go into your summer saying, like, I want to have a hot girl summer and I want to, like, have that energy. I want to sort of maybe have that queen of wands energy or whatever it is for you. But then it very quickly can become it's not enough. The one night I don't go out and other people have fun or sort Mm. of like the one missed hookup or the like the sort of like the I don't have like the cutest outfit or I don't think I look right. Like it's never enough. And I think that that's where it runs into a problem. And we do this all the time with our therapy clients, right? Like I'll have a conversation with somebody about like getting a good job. And I'm like, well, could you define for me what? is a good job. And right. it's surprising how often people are like, um, like, <laughs> you know, like a job I like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, let's like write it down. Let's have a list. Yeah. So we know, cause otherwise it will never be right because every job, every summer, every outfit is missing something. 
Yeah. And <laughs> it's just, it'll never be enough. It'll never be enough. No, and you will never have the ultimate hot girl summer. And we're like, what even is that? Like, what are we trying to yeah, live what, up to? What, what are is we even it? trying to experience? That goes back to you saying like, let's write it down. And that also goes back to, well, whose hot girl summer are you trying to have? Like mm-hmm. hot girl summer from this movie that you just saw, hot girl summer from like someone's TikTok that was heavily edited and like made to look really cool and fancy, but really they're just like behind some abandoned building. Like, you know, I mean, there's so many different illusions, which that's funny. Ooh, so that yeah. I'm saying illusion. Um, last night when we were just like, throwing out ideas for what we wanted to talk about today. And I was just like pulling cards randomly. One of the cards that came out, which I super confused me was the moon. And now it makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, saying that I'm like, Oh yeah, that's why like, you know, there's, there's this illusion of the hot girl summer, but the truth is like, what do we want? And this goes back to just like, what do we want our life to look like? You know, how can we take this time that we have and explore and experience the things that are meaningful and valuable to us? And you know what, maybe it is like looking super hot and finding cute outfits and like owning your body and your sexuality. Hell yeah. Please do that. Please do. Like, you know, but if that's some, if you're someone who's saying, well, I feel like I have to do that because that's what people are telling me to do, or maybe that's what my friends are doing, then no, you're not actually going to enjoy yourself because you're just doing what you feel like you're supposed to be doing. And then I love that you said fear of missing out. Like FOMO is real. Mm, For real. (laughs) You know, there's so much to even unpack there. I feel like that could be a whole episode. Just like, let's talk about FOMO. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have like so many things to say and I have cards like on my lap right now because I like just keep grabbing them and being like, look at this. I mean, I think that the illusion issue is a big one. And so I just like grabbed the magician because I think that that's like defining the reality of things. I totally believe in magician energy. I think that we can create incredible things in our lives. But also, I did not go to Hogwarts. I can, like, you know, like there is. I a, wish. I wish. <laughs> That's the point is illusion. I wish. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I create magic in my world, but my definition of magic maybe is different than what my sort of like dream of what magic could be. Oh, yeah. And I think knowing that difference of like your hot girl summer, it is yours. Like, I love how you said that. Like, let's sort of decide what it is. Like, It's not about you thinking that you look sexy to other people. It's about you feeling sexy. And that, I mean, I could do just sessions upon sessions on just that of me saying that and somebody saying back like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Like, how do I feel sexy without other people telling me that I'm sexy? Oh my God. That's, oh I mean, that's what I talk to clients about all day, all day, all day long, (laughs) all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and write that down. Also, y'all were on fire on Instagram the past like few days, like throwing us episode ideas. Now today, Luna and I are just like, write that down. That's an episode. That's an episode. I love this. (laughs) We're just like full of like creative energy and inspiration. Um, Something you brought us or something that came up to me just now, like while you're explaining that was (laughs) I'm thinking about, I've had several clients do some really cool things over, over the years during summer. And it's 
wouldn't fit into the stereotype of like what a hot girl summer is. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had people mm-hmm. hike, you know, the AT, like, oh, like yeah, through, through trail. Yeah. I mean, and that, and by themselves. And that's not, that's, let's be real. That's not sexy. Like, that's gross. Like, it's so it's, gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is not going to be pretty. <laughs> but the outcome is this like really intense feeling of empowerment mm-hmm. and this like, mm-hmm really like strong sense of of ability and I think that that's where like we should be thinking about like hot girl summer is what do we want to experience during you know these these warmer months that you know the summer solstice was just here and it's usually this time of like celebration and like rejoicing and really enjoying kind of like the fruits of our labor and so even as adults even though we don't have like summer vacations anymore i think there really is this drive to still experience that sense of freedom yes, and that yes. sense of celebration and that's where, you know, I'm thinking of these clients who, you know, have done these really amazing adventures. I had someone who like, oh, I can't remember the trail, but it's, um, they, they went to Spain and hiked, Ooh. um, a really prominent trail in Spain and came back with just like a, an incredible, like sense of meaning for themselves and just life in general. So I think that it's important to figure out, like we're saying, what does a time of rejoice and enjoying the fruits of our labor mean to us during this time? I have like 12 things. First of all, I just want to do shout out clearly on trail hikes. Um, I've seen people do trail hikes and like, they're amazing. Yeah. And I think I just kind of want to throw out the book. Um, Cheryl Strayed's book. Is it oh, wild? Wild yeah. is a delight. And Cheryl Strayed is incredible. If you ever get a chance to read, I just recommended to somebody, um, I think it's called Tiny Beautiful Things. But if you just Google raw sugar or dear sugar, she um, was an anonymous advice columnist for many years, I think. And oh, um, super cool. Yeah. Like, and her advice columns are like, rip your heart out. Gorgeous. Like that woman should have been a therapist. Um, Love that. Yeah. So, I mean, like if you're looking for a hot girl summer, you could have like a nasty unshowered, like <laughs> gross girl, like or boy informative hike your ass up and down summer that's yes yeah and that is a way that goes back to the idea of how do I feel sexy you feel sexy because you know you did something hell yeah yeah that's like nothing feels you will never feel sexier than taking a shower after having not showered for three weeks (laughs) boy all of a sudden it's not about your eyeliner (laughs) yeah it's not about your eyeliner oh my god I love that line (laughs) for real yeah because I mean in this oh my gosh the talk about this when I'm doing sex therapy work it's we're responsible for our own desire we're responsible for our own sexiness that goes back to what you were saying earlier in the episode of like I feel like I have to depend on someone else to tell me that I'm desirable or that I'm sexy. It's like, oh my God, we will never feel as desirable and sexy as we do when we own something and we like, we, we finish something or we realize something and we're just like kind of standing on our own mountain of like, fuck yes, I just did that or, you know, whatever. But you know, the reality is like, it comes down to us. You know where this is landing me right now, actually, is I grabbed the judgment card 
Um, and mm. I had pulled it before the episode and I was like, I'm not sure about this, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure about this now. Uh, because the judgment card, first of all, we were talking earlier about how um, Hot Girl Summer does sort of become a problem with the idea of like, I, th- I, I'm i judged for not doing it right. I'm judged for doing it too right. But really judgment card is about being in alignment with your own values. And I think that that's the problem with the idea of Hot Girl Summer is that unless you really own the reality that you're trying to walk towards and it's yours and you're like this is the way I want to be rather than this is the way I want to appear to be or this is the way I want other people to experience me that's where we run into problems so I would sort of return to the idea of let's look at that judgment card and say what is it that is of value to you where do you land in alignment with yourself because really as you say when when we are fully in alignment with ourselves, when we are proud of ourselves, when we feel accomplished, then we are super attractive. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. That's the thing. I mean, like, haven't you ever met somebody who was like physically not conventionally hot, but they were like dead sexy? If, if this is, I mean, you're describing exactly what I work on with clients when I'm working on issues with like self-worth and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I was having a discussion with, um, a friend not too long ago and she was, you know, she was kind of dating this new guy and she's like, you know, he's not the most attractive guy I've ever dated, but there is something about him Absolutely. that just makes me crave him. <laughs> and it's confidence. The guy's like, you know, in a very kind of like high powered position, you know, he's got some cool shit going on and he knows it. And mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can do all kinds of research on what people find sexy and desirable. And it is confidence. When we believe in ourselves, when we own ourselves, when we walk into a room, no matter what we're wearing, whether we have a cute outfit on or, you know, we just threw something to, together, how we feel about ourselves, people pick up on. And if we're feeling like we are not worthy, we're not valuable, or we're just like, that not so hot girl or, you know, and I'm using girl in just like general terms, not so hot human. People pick up on that. And then people aren't going to want to be around us. People aren't going to find us desirable or sexy. And, um, we're not going to feel that way. So again, it goes back to us being responsible for our own levels of happiness, our own levels of desire, desirability and sexiness and, and confidence and the experiences that we have. You know, and I think that where it's landing in my head right now is like, I'm almost backtracking and saying, I think maybe that is the way Hot Girl Summer is supposed to be read. Yeah, Is that it's supposed to be about like, claim it, like be you. Um, But I think that I'm going to go to schema theory. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, which we've never talked about. So like, we haven't. um, I don't it just popped in my head. Isn't that fun? Uh, Schema theory is basically this idea that like, it's like, um, is that we have in our minds very complicated uh, frameworks around the way things work or the way things are in the world. Um, That there's lots of different languages. Like we could have called that a complex, but like the more modern term is talking about a schema. And we all have a multitude of schema. Like we have schema about money. We have schema about sex. We have schema Mm -hmm. about food. We have schema about alcohol. Like we have schema about everything. And I think that the problem with Hot Girl Summer is that it's a 
fundamentally about this idea of having stepping into your confidence, but because it's kind of linked to that language of like hot girl, which as we've pointed out is problematic in so many ways, it automatically triggers schema about what that means and a sensation of I'll never be enough. 100%. Yeah. The language is so important because if we feel like, oh, that doesn't apply to me, immediate guilt and shame, immediate insecurity. And, you know, yeah, schema therapy and the theory of like, like schema therapy in general really has kind of this like attachment based Mm -hmm. approach to it. Like, what did you learn about Mm -hmm. yourself growing up? What, how do you view yourself? It's very like a cognitive behavioral type of approach. And it's really digging deeper into whether or not our needs were met growing up and whether our needs are met now and what we do to meet those needs and whether or not we feel worthy of having those needs met. That's so much work. It is. It reminds me of, um, you know, there's this quote by Brene Brown. So in talking about like shame, whether we're, you know, I'm, I feel shame that I don't fit into society's mold as, you know, a hot girl, or, you know, I'm not worthy of having this hot girl summer. I'm not worthy of owning my sexuality. I'm not worthy of being confident. You know, Brene Brown, who's this shame researcher, I'm sure you all are aware of her, or at least heard her name. She says something that's really, really powerful about this. And it ties into schema therapy, I think beautifully. She says, the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging, quote, I am bad, quote, I am a mess. Mm-hmm. The focus is on self, not behavior, with the result that we feel alone. Shame is never known to lead us towards positive shame or positive change. <laughs> so, I mean, that quote just right there, her saying that is, I mean, huge representation of not so hot girl summer, because really what we do by not stepping into ourselves, not stepping into what we value, not stepping into or owning what we really want, mm-hmm. we're isolating ourselves. Yes. Major hermit energy. Yeah. And not in a good way. Exactly. Not in a good way. Yeah. Bad, bad hermit. You know, I don't know why I want to talk about this right now, but I'm, I'm grabbing the high priestess card. Oh, for sure. Because I think that in in tarot community, the uh, high priestess is like hot girl. And I think that in our tarot practices, a lot of people feel guilt and shame over not being high priestess enough. And I guess I just want to call it out that um, we can have parts of it. Like you could have hot girl summer, not because you're sort of like what you think it's supposed to look like. But because you have a cute lip gloss and that's enough, (laughs) you know, and you can be have an incredible relationship with tarot and not be like super intuitive and like the high priestess. And I think that this is like the blend of like what we try to do in therapy all the time is getting people to say like, yeah, but who are you? And can we rejoice in who you are, not who you think you're supposed to be? That's beautiful. I think... I just, I love everything that you just said. I mean, it's so true. And I think we need to also be cautious because I think there's, how do I want to say this? We need to be cautious because it's so easy to put people and ideas and even the archetypes of tarot on a pedestal. Yes. Which can be really unhealthy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think we we need to be mindful of what we are idolizing and what we are romanticizing because nothing and no one is perfect, not even the high priestess. So I think it's important to, to keep that in mind. You know, and when I'm working with clients, sometimes I talk about the concept of admiring and how, uh, when we admire something, it's different than jealousy. Mm -hmm. So we can look at somebody and be like, wow, I really admire her aesthetic or like she has like she's just physically really beautiful. And I admire that. But also like when we admire, it's like rule of karma. Like when we admire something, we are showing love. I'm sure that probably the Latin root is amor, which means love. I have to look it up. But like I would imagine what we're doing is we're showing love to somebody else for their gifts And Mm -hmm. when we can truly do that, show love to somebody else for their gifts, then it will come back to us. Then we can sort of have a greater sense of love for our own gifts and also just universally invite other people to show show love for our gifts. So admiring rather than envying is one of the keys to this. Yeah, I mean, you are touching on some really important stuff and it's something that, and I'm sure you deal with this a lot in your practice, but something that I, people will literally come to see me just to work on judgment, their Mm -hmm. constant judgment of others, their fear of judgment, having to process and heal from the judgment of their family of origin. And that's very much what Mm -hmm. you're, what Mm -hmm. you're talking about. And one of the things that I encourage people to do is pay attention to their automatic thoughts when they're looking at someone where do your thoughts go? If it's negative, okay, then I want you to immediately replace it with something that's compassionate. Um, I'm thinking about Brene Brown again, just because we're talking about shame and that's her thing. And one of the things she says is the the antidote to guilt and shame is gratitude. Mm. And it's also in alignment with what you're, you're talking about. And I think to show gratitude, not only to ourselves, but to others and the environment that we're in is a really important way to, to honor ourselves and to honor, you know, the summer solstice and to honor each individual's ability and desire to engage with themselves and this time in the way that feels right for them. And welcome to shadow work. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, like, I think one of the easiest way to start to access like our shadow selves is through judgment. For sure. Yeah. Once we look at somebody, look at those automatic thoughts. I love that you said that phrase because it's such a good one. Uh, When we look at our automatic thoughts, when we look at somebody and we feel a judgment, Mm -hmm. okay, that judgment is really probably rooted in something that you fear or dislike in yourself. Yes. What is it? Carl Jung who says that? Who says, um, like, what bothers us about others, it sheds light on what we're insecure about ourselves, something along those lines, for sure. Yes. And I mean, I think that right now, if I may, I think that um, a lot of people in society are feeling a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of room for all of us to take a look at that. What is it in our judgment of others that is really about our our fear and dislike of ourselves? 
I love that you said fear because I think fear is the root of so much of our shame and insecurity. Always, right? Whereas if we can sort of acknowledge like, oh, I'm, I dislike this or I'm scared of this, or if I become this, like my, like, it's just going to be terrible. It blocks us from our truths. Like I was watching the other night, by the way, good episode. I was watching a documentary on um, highly sensitive people, which Mm -hmm. is like such a great topic. And I'd love to spend forever on it. Uh, But one of the things that they talked about was the idea of you have to understand that this is a package deal. Like, yeah, if you're dealing with a highly sensitive person, they are amazing. They have access to things that the rest of us don't have access to. And they Mm -hmm. will like bring life um, into full color for you. However, they will also need a little bit more tending to, and you can't have one without the other. And that's just the way it is. And that's true for all of us, that we all have parts of us that are amazing and parts of us that, you know, are a little bit more challenging. If we are not honest with ourselves about that, we will always live in shame. Oh, 100%. It's, I, it's interesting to see the progression of this episode so far, or just like our conversation, how it went from, oh my God, yeah, like screw hot girl summer to, oh, this is just rooted in, in shame and fear. And we need to like talk about this and <laughs> like unwrap what it means to us because that's really what it is. It totally is. I mean, I think that the reason why we went with Not So Hot Girl Summer and trying to embrace, I mean, like, can we do that? Like, can we do shadow work on Hot Girl Summer? Let's embrace the idea of like, I am not having that Hot Girl Summer or I'm having my version of it and it's super watered down. And that has its pros and its cons. Or can we just like (laughs) label what summer we're having? Yeah. I think you and I are having super nerdy podcast summer and it's <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> Cause like right now <laughs> I'm wearing like just a baggy tank top and pajama shorts. <laughs> I've got pillows all around me to try and like dampen the sound. <laughs> it's, it's not very glamorous in my little podcast corner over here, but it's fun <laughs> and it's enlightening and it feels really, really good. So yeah, just like, what do you want to experience? Let's like Let's go with that. Like, don't try to just mold yourself into, you know, what hot girl summer necessarily or not so hot girl summer means to you. Just just rename it entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Pick an yeah. adjective yes. and add summer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. Should we pull cards? Can we, can we yeah, pull cards? Yeah, I was just thinking it's time. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, so we had decided that we were going to do a three-card spread on what we, how we experience ourselves currently, how we want others to experience us, and how we are afraid others will experience I us. I love this spread. Yeah, and it honestly, after you mentioned shadow work, the spread just kind of feels very inherently like shadow worky. It's so good. This is a really yeah. good <laughs> This is a co-creation, this spread, which rarely happens, but it's so good. Yeah, I was like determined last night. I'm like, 
we both have these like really cool like thoughts and ideas and if we can figure out how to like merge them it'll be fire yeah (laughs) hot podcast summer yeah (laughs) all right so for how we experience ourselves currently what did you pull hang on one second I had to put on my glasses. Not so hot girl summer. <laughs> I love it. It's nerdy girl summer. Nerdy it's girl eye summer. health summer. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to go to the eye doctor. Um, Me do. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, okay. It's, I'm laughing a little bit. How do we experience ourselves currently? I pulled queen of wands. Shut up. <laughs> Which I kind of wonder if that's like because uh, like I'm feeling empowered right now Maybe. after this whole conversation. And so like that's the card that showed up or if it's just, you know, teasing me. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say it's how you're experiencing yourself. I like that. Own it. I'm, I'm queen of wands. Hell yeah. Got my cat and my sunflower. Yeah. All my like <laughs> smirky little confidence sitting here in the corner. It's great. How about you? What did you pull for the first one? So I I pulled a clarifier too, because I pulled five of wands reversed, which oh is all about avoidance, right? Mm-hmm. So, which I think is a whole other question to pull on. Um, like, what are we ourselves like avoiding? And then the clarifier to help me like understand it a little bit more was the seven of pentacles reversed. So I think I'm reading that as we're avoiding investing time, maybe even investing money and investing love into ourselves. So maybe we're experiencing ourselves as, you know, kind of empty or unworthy, which is really what we were talking about. And yes, dead on. Yeah. Seven of pentacles is saying, Ooh, yeah. Seven of pentacles reversed is saying this, this is what you're not doing, but you need to be doing. I love that. All right. What did you pull for how we, how we want others to experience us? I think I pulled such a good card for this. I pulled, um, seven of cups. Seven of Cups. Yeah, I mean, like, and to me, that's kind of like all about the the judgment card that I was talking about earlier, right? Like, how do we want other people to experience us um, in every possible way? I want people to think that I'm fun, but also serious. And I want people to think that, like, I'm humble, but also that I have a lot of confidence. And I want people to, like, and it's all this sort of, like, these ideals, these, like, cups in the sky floating about of, like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And it's about indecision. You know, I think that that's part of it. How do we want other people to, to experience us? Well, like, I don't, I don't know. The answer is, I don't know. And maybe you should know. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I love seven of cups for like so many reasons. Yeah. It's a great card. Yeah. One is just everything you're talking about, like all these like possible opportunities and choices. And it's cause I tell my clients all the time, you can decide who you want to be at any given moment. Like you can wake up tomorrow morning and decide, you know what? I, I'm going to do this, but you also have to be careful. Like, are you spreading yourself too thin? Are you trying to be 20 different things at once? Because that's not good either. So interesting card. Can we talk about what you just said for a second? Cause I think that like, there's yeah. going to be somebody who's going to listen and be like, how the hell do you decide? Like, that's ridiculous. So I just <laughs> want to like, <laughs> I'm going to spend a moment on it. Like your temperament is your temperament, but yeah. what you do with your temperament is all on you. Totally. And so like, yeah, you can decide that 
you're going to be like super sexy, or you can decide that you're going to be like a big one for me was good at money. Like Mm -hmm. I remember having to decide that I was going to use that phrase that I was no longer going to say I'm bad at money. And guess what? It took a while. But like, I'm actually really good with money now. Yeah, that's, a you know, and I think it goes, it's also giving yourself the opportunity to even experience it. Because yes. you know, you're talking about, you know, I decided I was going to be good at money. I never thought I would be in this position with you right now, just talking. Right. The, public speaking is something that terrifies me. And I know that there's like, you know, a level of comfort because, you know, it's recorded and, you know, I mean, I'm not on display, but yeah, I mean, I just decided, you know what, this, these topics are important to me and I'm going to be someone who talks about that. And even though it was something that was really terrifying and something that I didn't necessarily feel super confident in, I made the choice that that's what I was going to do. And I think it's turned out well, just like for you, like you made the choice and it's turned out well. So even though it feels impossible sometimes to just wake up and decide that you're going to do something and sure there are, you know, we've mentioned this before on the podcast, you can't just wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to be a millionaire and tomorrow you'll be a millionaire right? or, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking of privilege too. Like it's a, there is Mm -hmm. something inherently privileged in saying, I'm just going to wake up tomorrow and choose to be something, but I'm not talking about it in this like really like grand, big, like, no, it's small, big picture. Yeah. Cause you can wake up no matter your situation and say, I'm going to choose to be compassionate to myself today. I'm going to choose to be kind to myself. I'm going to choose to be kind to others. And I'm going to choose to engage in something that makes me feel good about myself and my life. Um, so yeah, when you, when you're listening to this, I'm talking more abstractly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that the idea of start small is important. Like you can say, I choose to be good at money. I choose to feel sexy. Like those are big ones for a lot of people, but it's not, I wake up in the morning and that's how it is. It is little bit by little bit. And you have to understand your temperament. You have to understand if you're an HSP or you have to understand, like Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert and you have to know who you are. Then you say, okay, so how do I do this thing I want to accomplish in my own way? You can't do it somebody else's way. The trick is to figure out how for how you can do it. And then we do it bit by bit. I didn't wake up and say, I'm good at money. And that was it. I mean, I would say it took me like to get to a point of me being able to say that confidently. I would say it took me five years. For sure. It wasn't overnight, but like little bit by little bit, it was better every single day, a little bit by little bit. Yeah. I mean, in that, I mean, same with the podcast. I'm, I, I refuse mm-hmm. to go listen to our early episodes because I'm like, oh my God, I will cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to listen to them. But like now I'm, I'm, I just feel way more like confident and comfortable just, just talking to you on this recorded platform. So yeah. And it's, Reminds me of a quote. I don't know who said this, but um, practice makes progress. Oh, yeah. And so nice. Yeah, I think yeah. that's an important reminder is like, yeah, we don't just say we're going to do this thing and then we magically like become or do the thing. It's us setting an intention. And then by us setting an intention, we are committing to ourselves that we are going to work towards the thing. And that's mm-hmm. what's important. Okay, so what was your second card? So I pulled Princess of Wands or Page of Wands. Oh, 
Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. Totally fitting. And I'm curious, maybe you'll you'll interpret this in a different way. But I'm thinking this card in this position is basically saying we want people to see us as this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe this is me projecting. We want people to see us as this easygoing. Yeah, like, absolutely. Spirit, you know, and we often like try to mask who we maybe really are, what we're really feeling, or even like hide the struggles or our discomfort with, you know, and to tie it into the episode with the pressures and expectations that are put on by us. And so we just go along, we conform, right? Like we Mm -hmm. move forward with this narrative that we feel like we're supposed to embrace and we pretend everything is fine and easy and we're just going to go with the flow. But, you know, internally we're, we're cringing and we're really uncomfortable. And this is just so in alignment with everything we're talking about. Like when we try to put ourselves in the box that other people think we should be in, it doesn't end well for anybody. No, I think that that's right. And I think that to me, this cup is about like um, a very young, en- or did I say this cup? This card is about <laughs> a really young, young energy, but also mm-hmm. it's about adventuring. And I think yeah. that um, we need to be aware that we can adventure in a lot of different ways. You can have an internal adventure yes. as well as an external, like you don't have to be adventuring in the clubs. Oh, I love that. I love that you said we can have an internal adventure as well as an external adventure because, you know, I think that's really what our podcast is about. Like, not only are we encouraging our listeners to go on this internal page of wands adventure with us, but I think we're on that adventure internally in the process too. Oh, so much. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's correct. Oh, I love this card now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you pull for your third? Princess of Discs reversed. So oh, another you got two pages. That's yeah. so interesting. And yeah, so two pages and two one cards, which is interesting. So yeah, so Princess of Discs reversed or Pentacles. So I love this actually, because in this position, it's how are we afraid others will experience us? We're Mm -hmm. afraid people are going to see us as lazy, careless, unmotivated. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, oh, yeah, I totally relate to that. This fear of like, we're going to be like seen as something we're not. Yeah, that Um, feels like very slut shamey too. Yes, totally. Yeah. You know, and like, I want to call out like, just I, you know, I don't like to link pentacles to money. I know a lot of people do. And I sort of push back against that and say, it's like about all earthly things. But in this case, it feels like money to me. Like, um, I don't want people to see me as irresponsible or spending too much money or, you know, like racking up the credit card debt. Or I want to be seen as someone who has the money to spend right. and uh, right, right. Yeah, live lavishly, go on these fancy vacations, buy the expensive bottle of champagne, right. go out to this fancy dinner. Yeah, so totally. Um, so it could, and this fear of that people will see us as lazy or careless totally goes both ways. Cause it's like, well, mm-hmm. if I don't mm-hmm. buy that fancy bottle of champagne or, you know, go to the club and like take these pictures, then people will think I'm not doing anything with my life. 
And then that's when like FOMO comes, right? Because it's like you're at home scrolling through Instagram and someone's story pops up and they're just having the time of their life popping bottles and you're over there at home, like net, like with Netflix and like, (laughs) you know, a bowl of popcorn next to you and your cat on your lap. And you're just like, great. And that's just not reality Like for some people like, sure. But like, and that's okay. If you're just enjoying Netflix and popcorn and your cat in your lap, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it sounds great to me. Right. I'm just like, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What did you pull? This one's interesting. Uh, so that I pulled six of wands. Oh, I know. <laughs> Which I think goes to the concept of like, I'm, I'm actually scared of people. Oh God, can I? Okay. Like, what am I afraid other people will see in me? Oh. I'm afraid that I'm going to get too big or get too much attention mm-hmm. or sort of get this limelight because it's actually kind of dangerous to be in the limelight. And I think that this is something that is um, really difficult to navigate. There is, um, again, it kind of touches on like, do I want to have hot girl summer and be like really in my sexuality, but also does it feel dangerous to present myself as too sexual or Mm -hmm. do I want, like, is there a little bit of, um, worry about like social getting knocked down? Like there was this book, I think I talked about this like a couple of weeks ago, there was a book, this was queen bees or wannabes that came out mid nineties. Yeah. Yes, you did. Um, That a lot of, uh, what the social scientists who studied, girls relationships in middle school and high school was that there would be this queen bee phenomenon where a girl would sort of take on this role of becoming sort of the social like top girl and boy there would be a a takedown inevitably the queen bee would get like toppled in an ugly and nasty Mm -hmm. way and so I think um a lot of us know that experience had that experience watch that experience and so there's a little bit of a fear of stepping into that sensation of like let me celebrate me publicly or I mean even we also sort of see it with like cancel culture and like a lot of people have seen Mm -hmm. oh how that was a quick fall and fall after a quick rise oh for sure and something that is coming up for me with the six of wands is imposter syndrome. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, what if I do have a successful summer or what if I, what if people see me going on these vacations or see me doing these cool things and then I'm figured out or they see the real me, which that goes back to these unhealthy mm-hmm. like images and view and the unhealthy narratives you have about yourself. So that sense of imposter syndrome is really just insecurity and shame. What if people figure me out Mm -hmm. and that, so people then avoid success or avoid putting themselves out there or avoid getting any sort of like recognition or people avoid doing the things that they really want to do because they're terrified that they are not worthy or yeah, again, just the imposter syndrome. I, and I hadn't really thought about that in terms of six of wands until you started um, talking about it. It's really interesting. Yeah. It's a very interesting card in this position, you know, and it kind of occurs to me that like, okay, so hot girl summer in its concept is not wrong or bad. Mm -hmm. The issue is that, is that like it brings up a false narrative or 
a problematic schema around the ideas of what that represents. It also pulls up that shadow work of our own false ideas about who we are and ways that we are failures. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok under the handle at The Tarot Diagnosis and join us while we pull daily cards and explore tarot and mental health in between podcast episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you have a topic or question that you'd like for us to explore on the podcast, you can contact us directly on our website, www.thetarotdiagnosis.com.